Hi. We're here at the first episode of The Recovery Life. How weird. Um, it's a bit surreal, but this is Dion, otherwise known as Dee, um, in the intro. So, yeah, thanks for joining in. Um, this is going to, this first session, this first show, I suppose you would say, is going to be a solo show with just me. It's going to be a bit of an intro, um, introduction to me and me as your host and and as you know my background what got me here um sort of everything leading up to it you know why why I do what I do what my biggest interests are and you know my journey in sports recovery and providing sports recovery so kind of know where I'm coming from to know where we're going um and then you know for those who don't know me at all um it'll give you a bit of a background on me um a bit of a vibe and then for those who do know me but you know maybe don't know the full story maybe we'll learn a bit more here today but um yeah so here we are it's so strange um no co-host I can chat away by myself for the most part so hopefully I don't bore you and hopefully you stick in but first I was told first note of the day should be you know my accent I'm pretty sure you can figure it out um but yeah I'm from Ireland I am actually from Ireland and came to Boston about 10 years ago after I graduated from my degree in sports therapy. So before we go there, let's backtrack, I guess, all the way back. Um, so, uh, well, I guess in addressing my accent, I should say there should be forewarning. I'm pretty, I'm relaxed now and I'm in my element. Um, so you know, my accent, I think is pretty normal. I don't know the ones at home might say that I still sound Americanized, but it will go up and down <laughs> depending who I'm talking to. I was told I have this innate ability or this great ability to be able to switch my accent on and off from, you know, Irish to American very fast. Um, and in my defense, actually, my first ever accent was an American accent because I was born in Philadelphia. And then we moved home when I was six my brother was nine and then here comes the Irish accent so I'm from a place at home called Tyrone um County Tyrone and yeah grew up there um and then what really got me into sports recovery so I'm a you know I've always been into sports we both me and my brother both have um I at home there's this sport called Gaelic football so for anyone who doesn't know, you should look it up on YouTube. Um, it is all, it's an impact sport and it is highly, highly skilled. It is, I think, the mix of every sport you could imagine in one. And um, it's a great sport, but it is, you know, it's intense. Um, I never got into it myself. Both men and women play it over there at, at home in Ireland. I was more into my horses and, you know, show jumping and gymnastics and you know running or sprinting not long distance god no I could do a sprint but the long distance have yet to have yet to accomplish that one um but yeah so you know I had a couple injuries growing up not that much a lot you know a couple on my knee ligaments um but what really spiked my interest was you know, my brother was into all the sports and then we moved home to Ireland and he really just got, you know, there was only a few sports at home and he really got into Gaelic football. And from a very young age, he experienced 
a lot of pretty you know tough injuries for a young athlete at that age so um it really got my mind ticking because I just remember always seeing him injured like he you know he played for I think at one point it was three or four different well it would be three different teams um would have been high school St. Kieran's Ballygally <laughs> shout out to you and then um would have been high school club level and then county level at one point so um yeah he experienced an array of injuries and I just remember like so Gaelic football is all passion meaning that it you don't get paid ever <laughs> to perform in the sport no matter what level you're at um so it's all passion and you know he would get injured and there would be this cycle of injury where he would have a like I don't know a severe like I mean I remember at 15 or 16 he had a very bad back injury um you know and then from there you know things sort of kept cycling around getting worse um and he got a lot of good care over the years but I just remember it would be the cycle of you know the, the hamstring tear and then um it would move to you know maybe an ankle you know sprain or something and just the biomechanics and the order and way in which his injuries were happening over time and then like the timing that he wanted to get back in was probably always too soon but he always wanted to get back on the field and it was like you know then the vicious cycle would start again and so I just remember taking that in and just being like first of all looking at him like he was crazy like why don't you just rest until but you know knowing the athlete and that you know most of you out there could empathize especially when you play for a team that you want to get back out there as much as possible and so it was interesting to me to see the series and which ways um, different injuries manifested themselves um, and after you know whatever happened whether it was blunt trauma or you know just a freak accident maybe in the middle of the field but really it was probably related to an injury before that sort of sparked my interest. So I always knew at that point that I wanted to be involved in sports recovery and to really help the athlete along with their recovery process and really dive deep into that with them. Um, and then as I, you know, as I grew up over the years at home, there's, you know, physiotherapy and sports therapy. And I think here it's, you have athletic training or um, physical therapy, PT. So um, I knew I only wanted to be involved in sports. I just really had a passion for understanding the biomechanics of the body and really and the physiology and the processes at different stages and how can you really help those processes get better. And that really only happens when science evolves, right? And so I really wanted to understand that at a deep level. And at the time, there was really only, a, at the time what I thought there was only a degree physiotherapy and I just knew that I wanted to do just sports. But I remember being in careers class one day and seeing this poster on the wall. It's like pivotal moments that it's just random that stick out to my head. I feel like it would be, you know, beneficial to put into the story. But I remember seeing this poster on the wall in careers class and it said sports therapy. And I was like, yes, wait, there's a degree that actually does that. Like that is what I want to do. And from there, I researched it and I researched what I would need to get in um and the where what colleges held these types of courses 
and um I made a visit you know when I did I did all the courses I need to do for A level stayed in high school until 18 and then graduated and went off to college I visited England I visited Preston and you know got me offer letter and all that and then went I liked it and off to Preston I went to University of Central Lancashire um at the time Preston was like an up and coming I think city at the time it was right between Manchester and Liverpool and I love Liverpool oh my god love Liverpool still to this day one of my favorite cities in the world <laughs> um brother brother's a big Liverpool supporter um myself too but very much you know he's very much Liverpool and so I thought oh great this would be great like I'd be an hour away from Manchester and an hour away from Liverpool so went to Preston and had had a great time for three years it was an amazing degree I took a lot from the degree um personally I loved it um met so many great people there um I just learned a lot from my time in England and I was only there for three years, but it was great. Um, but yeah, the course itself, um, it was very hands-on, I have to say. It was very, you know, you really can't learn and be part of this industry without actual experience. Like no amount of book knowledge would give you that experience or that preparation when you encounter like an injury on the field or, um, you know, like some of them could be pretty gruesome. So, you know, we they put you into positions where you're dealing with the college teams right off the bat and, you know, as most of those courses do. So it was very hands on. I loved it. Um, but I do remember. So there's another part that sticks out to me in this process, which now looking back on it, sort of almost full circle. Um, it makes a lot more sense to me as I have evolved as a person. Um, so you know, at the time it sunk, it definitely stuck with me and it sunk in and I've never forgotten it. But now that I've evolved, you know, emotionally as a person, and you know, just as you grow and you have experience and stuff in the industry, it really hits home with me a lot more now about really how crucial that is in the part of the process and helping athletes um, and sort of understanding it. So there was a, one of our lectures, it was I think it was in manual therapy class. So we were learning, you know, manual therapy techniques. But he said, you know, as much as we're going to learn this stuff, I, you know, I've got to tell you, like, um, I can tell you the majority of the importance of the stuff that you're going to be dealing with with athletes is mental and emotional first, like first and foremost. So basically he was saying, you know, like if you know, the athlete's going to come to you in such a vulnerable position and, you know, whether you know it or not and whether you know what's going on in their life or not, like they are at a very vulnerable point, like their entire sort of sense of self is their sport. And when they get injured, that crumbles. And the more you can understand that and the more you can empathize with that and the more you can really sort of onboard that and sort of work your way around that with them the more successful your physical part of your therapy for them is going to be um he was like because you know I'm telling you that's going to be the toughest part in helping rehabilitate you know an athlete um and it just really stuck with me I just remember just taking it on board and taking it really seriously when he said that um and it's absolutely 1100% true um 
And I think what I've noticed over the years is a lot of athletes, probably all, and I mean, I think everybody in their everyday life, no matter what the challenge is and, you know, whether it's, you know, whatever the adversity is, but especially, like I say, because I do mostly in athletics in, you know, with athletes is it's one of those really challenging moments where it really makes the person dig deep and they almost discover a whole other sense of self or side of themselves but it, it does become like a brick wall moment or there are several brick wall moments in those situations and sometimes in those situations like of course being there for the athlete and really getting them through it you know whether it's mentally emotionally physically sometimes they need the little physical breakthroughs or they actually do need the physical breakthroughs to sort of help motivate them along right so they don't lose um they don't lose motivation or confidence in the process of recovering. So it's that fine balance um, of, you know, how can I help the athlete? What is out there that I can really apply and incorporate into this process of helping the athlete recover to also counteract the process of when you're trying to help them emotionally and physically, right? Because they feed off of that, right? Like anyone would get confidence when they see, when you see and you're gaining a little bit and you see, you know, um, oh, yes, that worked, you know, it gives you confidence to keep going, like the small wins, right, in life, so that, to set all that to say, I took all that very much deeply on board at the time, um, and then, you know, where I actually, you know, I'll talk into the topic of cryotherapy, because that's, you know, where I've specialized a lot in over the last few years in providing to an athlete's recovery process, so where I first actually discovered cryo was in Ireland. So I, anyone who knows me knows that I didn't stay home for the summers. I usually traveled somewhere, went somewhere and did something. Um, but one summer I actually stayed home in Ireland and I did work experience. And the local, or the closest um, sports therapist and sports therapy clinic, um, he actually installed the first cryo machine in um, Ireland at the time. And it was a Juca cryo chamber. So for anyone who is cryotherapy um, providers out there and has been in it for a while, and even still probably around now, but the Juca was the original one or one of the original ones that was popular. So he had the Juca chamber. And I seen with the athletes that we were working with, you know, athletes were traveling all over from to you know, to get into this machine to really help speed along their recovery process. And I've really seen it have like significant results on their recovery times and on, you know, just everything, you know, then that boosted into confidence for the athlete. And then, you know, not false confidence, but confidence to keep pushing forward. And then, you know, it just, it was a knock on domino effect. You know, they felt more, they were claiming they were more well rested. They were sleeping better at night. They were more energized you know, all the things, the components that you need. So I just saw astounding effects with it. And I remember going back to college. Um, I think it was for the second year, final year, maybe second year, mentioning it to one of the athletes or sorry, one of the lectures. And he said he had heard of it. I think, you know, he was, he said one of the pro soccer teams brought it in at the time. It might've been Man United. And he said, but other than that, I haven't heard of it, you know, much. I don't really know how much it'll take off or, you know, how serious it is and I just remember saying like you know I've seen firsthand how much it really helps with everything that we're doing in our course like studying and helping athletes with 
but at the time it didn't you know it wasn't in the course it was very new like literally that year maybe the year before extremely new and I just remember keeping it in the back of my head like you know really keep an eye on cryo and really maybe try to incorporate that in my practices as you know as I progress forward in this career um but yeah there was not really much else said about it um which is interesting I'm actually supposed to be in um interviewing I'm bringing um Jill she is the course lead of um sports therapy at UCLan and she's agreed to come on the show and talk and she's a proponent of cryo as well so it'll be interesting for us to talk about how much even the course has developed since I was there because you know when I was there I discovered it myself um and then since then, I don't know if they incorporate it, but I'd love, I'm sure that they talk about it because it's such a big, especially over there, it's such a big, um, it's a big industry. It's a big industry everywhere, but it's a big, it's a big part of the sports recovery industry over in England and in Europe overall. Um, so I'm really excited to get her on so we can talk about that more and get her take on it and, and touch on those topics with, with her. She's, she's very, um elite in what she does so yeah so then I graduated from college from England so got me degree in sports therapy and I was so excited to move on to my next chapter that I didn't even go to my own graduation (laughs) I just I always have this mindset of I'm always ready for the next thing um and I felt very completed and fulfilled at everything that I'd done and you know accomplished and was part of at UCLan and I just I booked my flight to Boston and came out to Boston for the summer um at the time and I worked with athletes here with the Gaelic footballers that come out in visas over here actually and I just had this idea that I really wanted to develop on it from there and provide my own expertise in sports therapy and I really actually didn't know at the time that I was going to um that I was going to do cryo. Like I was really going to come into this niche of cryotherapy. Um I really didn't know it kind of developed organically. So um basically when I came here, I kind of got the shock of my life to be honest, because I think most people assume, you know, coming to America, it's you know, there's so many like so many wonderful like sports and and elite athletes and potential for people to become that and you know it's just it's such in Boston itself I mean the teams in in Boston it's such a sporting city so I was super excited but I was also super super shocked to find out that cryotherapy didn't exist anywhere and I mean anywhere for the first three years I remember mentioning it to my clients at the time like oh if we had cryo there's this thing cryo cryotherapy it's dry cryo and it's not ice but it's dry vapor and I'm like if we had it like it would really help with our process but I also was looking for it for myself and I couldn't find it anywhere it didn't exist and then I found that I think the lo- the closest chamber was in New York at the time um, it was a Chuka chamber as well and I just remember thinking like what is going on and I was watching tv and I was getting you know, seeing all the other athletes, the pro athletes getting injured. And I'm like, if they had this, they'd be able to, you know, help get back faster. And so it really, it, you, people talk about their aha moments. It kind of sparked an aha moment for me. I kind of got fed up after, I think it was about a few years. And I was like, you know, I need, it was like four or five years, maybe four. I was like, I need to um, 
look into this to provide this like why don't I just provide this with my sports expertise and sports therapy and so cryothletics was born and then the other component to cryothletics was um you know I I want to really help with the athletes process and you know this already is hard to come by so part of helping their process is also to make it convenient so I wanted to make it mobile as well on top of that so all of that um happened and it's been a journey since it's been insane it's been super rewarding challenging at times but you know I, I innovated what I could with what I had and really from there just my passion has grew and grew I've been living such a you know I don't know I guess you would say fulfilling experience for the most part because just in providing cryotherapy to a lot of you know my clients here I've gotten nothing but positive feedback and positive results and stories and it's just it makes it just makes my heart so happy like to see it genuinely making a difference in people's lives and especially the athletes who face even tougher adversity maybe you know serious injuries and they you know they need to come back um you know if they're at high school level or collegiate level wanting to go pro and I really just it it's really a strong passion of mine like to put the athlete first and to see the difference um, of what cryotherapy has made in those situations um, and applying it the right way has been it's been amazing um, and heartwarming to say the least so I'm blessed to be living out my passion and 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 providing for that and I want to be able to help do it more on a broader scale so I thought that this podcast with that be all being said actually that you know my ambition here is to sort of educate and guide people um on the industry more so I've definitely seen a big difference in the industries from you know internationally from over in Ireland and the UK and Europe than to over here very much a different in standards and regulations and um you know I think it just depends on you know who you are and what you want to get out of the situation but in dealing with you know sports organizations and athletes and stuff um I think you know I really want to be able to help put those experiences out at a broader scale because in the end sort of my passion for helping the athlete it still comes to play you know if I'm helping others in their applications um or in getting you know the best possible options out there um but yeah so my goal is to sort of guide people maybe put some good karma on the board when it comes to learning even more myself in athletic recovery as we interview people and as we go along and um sort of let the chips fall where they may and you know and sort of hopefully it you know like I said at the beginning in in the in the trailer like we can somebody can get something out of it or we can sort of really open up this topic in a, on a broader scale um even beyond technologies I think when we start to really understand how the the body but majority how the mind works and how that can really affect the body and different ways in which we can really help with that I think if we can just open up our mindsets more again if we're all concerned with the overall success of you know our clients um be it the athlete or anyone else then you know we're all winning so everyone wins so yeah so that's where we're at um and then the pandemic hit. So yeah, cryotherapy, you know, I think everyone took a hit. We had a couple of conferences last year. Um, 
cryothletics was mobile and really what started to happen right before the pandemic was over the years I guess it kind of organically happened where um, cryothletics and sort of my input and expertise really got sort of taken on board and respected just I really like to be an open book and transparent and um, you know safety first and you know you know genuine genuine care first is always number one and you know thank you to everyone by the way over the years and especially in the last year who has reached out um and checked in and supported the company and you know still says that you know they want to rep the company moving forward and you know gives me their stories on how it touched many people it kind of it really actually thank you so much for that stuff because it really led me to hear a lot faster I've always wanted to do I think a podcast or something of the sorts but um I didn't know I would get it done this fast um to be honest so I thank you to everyone who's reached out um it really gave me a lot of motivation to put this out there so hopefully I can reach these all at a bigger level and we can all we can all learn something and you know put stuff out on the table um for this for the greater cause of of the industry and of the situation um so and then as well with that I should say that um with that as well I should say that you know anyone who wants to reach out or if you have any questions or even anyone and any other professionals in the industry whether you're you know the athlete whether you are an athletic trainer you know if you sort of if your mindset or your methodology that you're developing you know is you know potentially breakthrough and you know that it really could make a difference like please reach out to me because I'm that's what this is for um for us to open up our mindsets maybe and learn and to really put that out there um so people can take from it what they need and hopefully apply it um so yeah anyone who feels like they know they've input or you know you want to chat more maybe be on the show or you have questions that you want me to answer please shoot me an email it should be in the description box and we'll talk more and hopefully get you on um I think it's important I think a wide variety of knowledge is important but so I think that's really it I'm trying to keep it short definitely under 30 minutes um so I don't know I just what else I can't I'm not co-hosting so and nobody's talking live with me right now so I think I've touched on everything you know I came over and cryophatics was born um made the concept from the ground up and from there I've pivoted um a bit more and now we're at this point where hopefully we'll be on the ground again um soon but you know a lot of this part of the the equation with the company I love it um but it's taken up you know a lot of the a lot of the time right now and um I really want to give it a lot of my time as well um in consulting and and really putting this out there getting to know you all um and from there I don't know this will be my first episode so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna end it there um hopefully this journey will be productive it'll be um fun it'll be you know rewarding um and like I said, thank you to everyone who has encouraged it and supported it so far. Thank you to anyone who's coming on for the first time as a listener <laughs> um, and listening to this. And yeah, hopefully something resonates. Honestly, that's all I could hope for. Um, and if not, I guess just sit back and enjoy the chit chat and maybe the up and down Irish accent going in and out. <laughs> It'll be up and down, like I said, depending on who I'm talking to. So 
Um, yeah, just a wee bit of banter. So that's it. Um, thanks for joining in. I will be looking forward to putting together my next episode. I'm actually working on it right now. Don't want to give too much away. But um, yeah, until the next episode, thanks for tuning in. My name is Dion and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Stay well, stay healthy.